0: Hello everybody and welcome to another UK Motor Talk Grand Prix review. This time round we'll be having a little chat about the United States Grand Prix from Austin in Texas. It's always an enjoyable race. This one, it's always uh, an enjoyable race weekend. Very, uh, very Americanised, but lots of uh, lots of glitz and glamour and, uh, and showboating around the event. But I think if uh, if nothing else for the audiences in Europe, at least it's a uh, it's a very good time to have a race in uh, in the evening. You can still have your day out, do go out and about, do whatever you want to do during the day, and uh, and watch the qualifying whilst you're having your dinner, and, and watch the race on a Sunday evening. So it's quite uh, quite pleasant. Formula One's expansion into America continues. And uh, we get a few more evening races that probably suits my weekend schedules a bit better. And as usual in the run-up to the weekend, we had a bit of a uh, bit of driver news and driver announcements and things. Um, looking increasingly unlikely like we're going to see Daniel Ricciardo on the grid next year, which is uh, which is a crying shame. Um, Regular listeners will know I'm a, I'm a big fan of his and uh, he's got many fans around the world, f- um, you know, for his, his attitude, his, uh, his performance as an athlete and his performance as a human being, really. But I think a... Uh, test and reserve driver role is looking most likely possibly with mercedes if he can get some seat time i suppose it keeps him sharp and and keeps him somewhere in and around the paddock and on people's radar but um yeah we shall uh we shall see where he ends up if anywhere indeed but we did have uh, some news out of williams that logan Sargent is going to be in the car for next year providing he can get enough super license points before the end of his season so fingers crossed for him and uh and some very sad news as well in uh, in the build-up, the uh, the passing of Dietrich Mateschitz, um, the uh, co-founder of Red Bull, and and you know just a just a nice man a, a lovely man everybody who spoke about him just just all had good words for him uh, in the run up for for what he'd done to support athletes outside of formula 1 just as much on two wheels four wheels extreme sports things like that but the the amount of money that he put back into uh, into furthering people's careers and uh, and various charities wings for life and things like that it certainly made a, a hell of a wedge of cash founding and running the Red Bull organisation but he mainly put back into the sport least of all in Formula 1 with the Alpha Terry and the Red Bull teams and sponsorship of so many young up and coming drivers it's a, you know, it's, it's certainly a tough driver academy to join into is the Red Bull Academy the meat grinder as they often call it but it's, it's produced some uh, what have we got? Six world championships on the grid with, between uh, Vettel and Verstappen now. Between uh, Red Bull drivers, and there's plenty of other drivers floating around who'll um, who have done great things, or will go on to do great things. So there's a, a lot of current drivers on the grid that owe their careers to uh, to Dietrich and, and his words. So it's uh, yeah, uh, a real real shame. A um, yeah, a, a nice man. He shall be sadly missed. Mm into the race weekend proper, we had uh, a few penalties uh, announced in the run-up to the weekend. A 10-place grid drop for Charles Leclerc and a 5-place grid drop for uh, Fernando Alonso, Sergio Perez and Guanyu Zhou. Sainz looking to take advantage of the 10-place grid drop for his teammate. He was looking at, looking very quick in uh, in free practice sessions. Free practice one actually was quite uh, a uh, a rookie test session, so we had all uh, all sorts of newcomers in uh, in the cars. But actually, the uh, I think the most uh, most experienced out of all the uh, the non regular race drivers managed to do the least amount of uh, laps. Uh, Antonio you chucking it into the uh, into the gravel and into the barriers after uh, just a couple of laps, I think, is maybe his second push lap. It might have even been his first push lap. Um, so uh, yeah, a bit of a shame for him. But if that was a bit of an audition for Haas next year. Um, I don't think he did very well, unfortunately. So, uh, Mick Schumacher's had his fair share of shunts this uh, this year round, but he's uh, he's generally always manages to do more than two laps before he uh, he chucks it off into Q1. Ricardo out again. Um... I've said that far too many times this year so we won't uh, we won't dwell on that um but I have on the big shock to uh, to drop out in Q1 really uh, along with Latifi, Mick Schumacher and Kevin Magnussen Q2 uh, we uh, we lost Norris Albon, Vettel, Gasly and Tsunoda. Uh Both McLarens look to be out at this stage and uh, both Alfa Romeo's through to Q3. So that's a, a bit of a turnaround from previous form. But then unfortunately Guan Zhou had a lap deleted so uh, so he was out and Norris actually made it through. Q3, uh, Verstappen headed out for his, his second run. He went out really, really early. Um taking two really, really slow laps just to build the heat up into the tyres gradually. I think the uh, the watchword for this weekend was going to be tyre management and, uh, and the tyres dropping off the cliff a bit too quickly for the teams' and drivers' liking. Sainz, uh, Ferrari's only real chance, as I said, he'd been looking good in uh, in Friday free practice. Uh, he produced a, uh, a stonking lap to grab pole. Uh, Leclerc second behind him, on the timesheets anyway. Then uh, Verstappen, Perez, Hamilton, Russell... Stroll, Norris and Alonso. So Stroll qualifying reasonably well in, uh, in contrast to Aston Martin's recent qualifying form. Uh, but That's all, uh, all before grip penalties of course, so we had, uh, we had some shuffling around of the order. <laughs> Into the race we had uh, pretty much every driver started on mediums, Uh, it was only Magnussen, Alonso, Mick Schumacher and Ocon started on the hard tyres, Ocon actually having to start from the pit lane for various changes and bits and pieces that he'd had done to the car. Some really, really quick, uh, calm and measured work from the Mercedes team on the grid to change Hamilton's discs and pads, all of his uh, his brake materials, as they call them, following, uh, I think he had an imbalance issue on his warm-up lap, just one side of the car Pulling and and slowing down way more than the other side, so it's uh yeah normally half three quarters an hour's job to change all those uh, on an F1 car anyway. It certainly takes uh, Mike and I a bit longer to change uh, discs and pads on the uh, on the track car whenever we get stuck into it. But we are we are probably the world's slowest mechanic. So um, yeah, lucky we weren't doing that. But great work from uh, from the Mercedes team to get all those changed. And they you know spoiler alert they they worked and he finished the race. So uh, not uh, not giving anything away if you haven't watched the race yet, but But uh, to to sling all that onto the front of the car and change everything with, uh, with that time pressure, great work from the team there. So often into the race, Verstappen had the uh, the better start uh, out of him and Signs. Um, Signs, you know, looking uh, looking to capitalize from pole position and, and lead away out of turn one. Um, but c- couldn't have gone any worse really as a star. I think you know Verstappen certainly had him had him beaten and was going to lead out of turn one no matter what happened to Signs. Um, Signs just wanting to seeming to want to cut back underneath Verstappen and get a, a straighter run or. Uh, try and jink left of him or maybe try and go around the outside of turn two. I'm not not quite sure what he was thinking, um, but got tagged by Russell. I mean, Russell was kind of, I think, a bit too busy just watching Lewis and, and where he was going, what he was doing to uh, uh, either... Well, probably both. Uh, a make sure that he didn't hit him, and uh, and B make sure that he came out of the corner in front of him. Um, Science's uh, Science's cutback was quite severe, so uh, you know, initially from outside, it, it looked very much like Russell's fault, um, and the stewards agreed with that, as he got a five-second penalty for it. Uh, but just watching the replays and and seeing how much you know left-hand lock Science had on at the time when they did collide, and uh, the line that he took, and and where Russell was, and the line russell was going to take it's um i'd probably put that more as a racing incident to be totally honest no bias towards russell as i say it certainly looked uh, looked like his issue from outside yeah unfortunate very unfortunate for science um as uh, as he was out of the race uh fairly oddly it didn't didn't look like too much damage from outside uh, but retired with uh, with an apparent water leak so um yeah a good friday a very good saturday and a, and a miserable sunday unfortunately for carlos the first uh, dramatic action of the, of the race apart from uh, apart from the start was uh, Latifi having a spin and uh, and having to stop for new tyres if I'm chucking a few quid on I generally always put it on Latifi to be the first one to retire Um, But he uh, he did manage to carry on anyway. But he had certainly made a mess of his front tyres. Perez worked his way into uh, into fourth, but had a bit of his uh, his front wing flapping about for the first few laps. He'd had a uh, a collision with Bottas on uh, on lap one. Talk of the uh, the meatball flag possibly having to come out, but before uh, the flag could come out, the bit itself. Fell off and and went walky. So it does kind of say that actually a meatball flag would have been well justified. But it was um yeah didn't didn't seem to affect his pace too much with it. These new front wings do seem rather perceptible to bits falling off uh, or at the very least breaking. I mean it's a, normally it's a Kevin Magnussen in the Haas that ends up with a damaged bit of his front wing flapping about in the breeze. So he ends up with a meatball flag. Maybe Red Bull build them. Uh, uh well technically worse i suppose because the bit falls off easier or is it better because the bit falls off and detaches itself so there's no therefore not a bit of the car hanging off so you don't get a meatball flag i, I can't quite decide on that but perez uh, as i say didn't didn't seem to stop his uh, stop his pace at all he was uh, inching up ever so slowly but surely onto onto the back of george russell uh, had a couple of early pit stops for bottas and odo ricardo uh, as all the front runners did start to report graining and, and looked like they were managing the tyres to uh, to quite a large extent, Lewis being the first of the front runners to stop for a set of hard tyres, so he dropped all the way back to seventh. Verstappen duly responded in kind uh, a lap later, just to uh, to cover Lewis off there. I think more than anything else, Perez uh, came in for a stop. Red Bull decided not to change that front wing, um, probably a wise choice. I think actually just kept the track position. As I say, it wasn't didn't seem to be affecting his pace too much. Um... Does kind of make you think why uh, why spend all this money and well spend too much money as is the case with Red Bull allegedly no definitely but why spend too much money if um uh, you know a bit can fall off the end and it doesn't seem to slow you down that much that's a, a conversation for another time I think um, but all all looking not uh, not processional it was uh, it was all building and bubbling along nicely um, and then we got the uh, the first proper bit of drama uh, of the uh, of the real middle of the race was uh, was Bottas off and into the gravel, so we got a safety car, uh, good timing to get Charles Leclerc into the pit, so Ferrari jumped on that and that was uh, good timing for him. The safety car came in a couple of laps later and I was just uh, just in my notes typing that uh, it was a tidy restart from everyone and everyone safely away, uh, and then Alonso and, and Stroll getting together in, in a really spectacular form, I mean it's a, a reasonably straight bit of track there, you tend not to uh, to expect cars to come together at that stage. So it was—it's uh, always dramatic when the camera suddenly switches back to that, and it's an area you don't expect to be an accident. You know, it's going to be a reasonably significant one. Yeah, I mean Alonso just so lucky not to do a Mark Webber. I mean, he—he he, he was airborne, and and you could see the the weight of the car and the aerodynamics of the car fighting each other. And, and at one point, it looked like the the aerodynamics were going to win and, and launch the thing over backwards. It was—it uh, was just gliding along with the nose up and and hovering. For, uh, for what seemed far too long to be comfortable. Um, but he'd uh, he just jinked out to go left and, and go round Lance Stroll and get the inside line for the left-hander at Turn 12. And as Alonso moved, the minute he did that, Stroll jinked over and, and drove into him. I mean, it's a, a silly late move from from Lance Stroll. You, you can't do that at 200 miles an hour. It's as simple as that. I certainly think somebody needs to... Sit Lance stroll down and have a uh, a few reasonably harsh words with him. I, I think I dare say probably the uh, the stewards in the form of a few penalty points on his license need to be having a word with him. But really, 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 just yeah, how how that car didn't go over um, Lance Stroll's car completely and utterly destroyed. Um, Alonso thumping the barrier really, really hard. I mean, how how he didn't rip a wheel off. You know, Stroll lost uh, lost one wheel completely, I think. Uh, there was at least one wheel or tyre rolling around on the straight, and uh, and everything else looked like it was hanging off. So how uh, how all four wheels stayed on Alonso's wagon, I've got no idea. I don't know what, what the Alpine's made out of, but any um, any jokes about French mechanical uh, build quality, I think, can go well and truly out of the window there. Drag the car back to the pits. There were shades of, uh, of Baku in the McLaren, where I think he only had one... Tire still left inflated on it then, um, and and the car just just looked smashed to pieces. But he uh, he made it back to the pits, and uh, and slightly more on Alonso later as he did manage to carry on. Lots of debris on uh, on the back straight, um, a bit smashing into Lando Norris and, and he lost a wheel, faring in fairly spectacular fashion. Uh, I did kind of think they, they were going to have to red flag it really to uh, to have a good sweep and brush up and get rid of everything. You could see the uh, all the debris and uh, and. and Bits of carbon fibre and everything else, all all embedded in everyone's tyres. So I think everyone did quite well to avoid punctures um through all of that. Uh, anyway, we had the uh, the safety car in, and actually this time I. I wrote cleanly away, and and everything, everybody all sensibly away, and that uh, that happened to be true this time round. Um, Verstappen into a 1.2 second lead with within what seemed like about 1.3 seconds, I think, um, but breaking the uh, the DRS before it had even been turned on, which is uh, always good if you can do that after a safety car. Charles Leclerc ran the outside of uh, of Perez, Leclerc running wide, Leclerc bailing out, trying again. Good uh, good racing between Leclerc and Perez. Uh, for a uh, for a couple of corners and um, a lap or so later, really late late braking. I don't I don't know if he, if it was one of those decisions he'd made. You know, had it, had he made the decision to go up the inside before he hit the brake pedal, or was it as he was hitting the brake pedal and it was all going on? He thought, okay, this is happening. I'll uh, I'll just go with it and see where we end up. Um, just just absolute perfection on the brakes there from Charles Leclerc to get past Perez. Um, Gasly in a, in a bit of hot water with the stewards uh, again for something behind the safety car, getting a five-second penalty for, for dropping more than 10 car lengths behind. Yeah, I, on the replays of that, I don't think that's that's quite fair, to be totally honest. I, I think there was a bit of, uh, well, if there's a safety car out and Gasly does anything, then we're going to punish him and penalise him for all the ranting that he did at Japan. Um, it's I mean, yes, he did drop back more than 10 car lengths behind, but the car in front had absolutely bolted and gone he put his foot down a couple of seconds later and and the gap just extended you know, it is what it is the The car in front is going to be accelerating, braking warming brakes, warming tyres, things like that so you, you can't just jump on the throttle the second he does because it, it gives you no time if, uh, if he then jumps hard on the brakes I know they all say they shouldn't accelerate and brake too harshly but uh, but they all do so it's, um yeah, I thought I thought that was a bit harsh on, uh, on Pierre for that one <laughs> Round about lap 35 and Hamilton in for a fresh head of hard tyres. Verstappen was complaining about... Drivability on the engine and uh, and having to change various settings to uh, to try and keep the engine uh, ticking over nicely and, uh, and drivable as well. So he seemed to be having a, a few issues with that at that stage. And as with the first round of pit stops, uh, a lap later, Verstappen responded and came in for his pit stop, very 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 slow stop for uh, for medium tyres. So Hamilton into uh, into what was effectively the race lead, and Verstappen's uh, ranting to the team um, and, and sarcastic comments about the stop being lovely and. And brilliant. It's. Um, I get that he's young and impetuous, but just. I just think about it slightly more next time. And as, uh, as his engineer quite rightly said, we're all in this together. We win and lose together. You know. It's. Uh, I think it's one thing to have a rant at the team if. Um, it's, uh, it's constantly providing you with a, a crap car, an unreliable car, an engine that breaks down all the time, a GP2 engine, something like that. But when uh, when Red Bull have delivered you a title-winning car two seasons in a row, and, and this year in particular, they've delivered you an absolute rocket ship. And for, for the last, I can't remember how long, Red Bull have always had... Some of the quickest pit stops, I think Red Bull still hold the record at, at 1, 1. 1.6, 1. 1.8 seconds, something insane like that. So, you know, for a team that gets it so right so often, possibly not the best thing to uh, to be having a pop at them for uh, for a pit stop issue, wheel gun issue as it turned out to be in the end. But yeah, he uh, he'd dropped behind Lewis. Um, Russell was uh, was hounding Perez, bailed out of the fight, pitted and emerged just behind Kevin Magnuson. So I think that... that cost him ultimately coming out just behind if he'd have got out just in front of him then he'd have been a little bit higher up in the uh, in the finishing order I think but um, uh, yeah and then uh, not long after that we had uh, Gasly's miserable day just getting worse apparently his penalty wasn't served correctly so uh, as well as giving him a penalty uh, they ended up giving him a penalty for, for not having a penalty correctly so um, yeah not uh, not the best for him but Verstappen getting uh, getting past Leclerc into Turn 1, uh, Leclerc looking to, uh, to take the position back on the exit, but great racing for a couple of corners. Well, all the way around to Turn 12 it went, actually, before Verstappen finally got past uh, Leclerc for good. I wasn't sure at this stage if he'd just taken a bit too much life out of his tyres. You know, Verstappen's couple of slow... Outlaps and warm-up laps in qualifying showed just how much you needed to nurse the tyres to bring them up slowly but surely. The slow pit stop had that, that fired max up a bit and he fired the tyres up a bit too quickly. we would have to wait and see, really. Into lap 41, Hamilton uh, took the lead for real from Vettel, who'd uh, who managed to pass 3,500 racing laps led, so that's uh, quite a nice milestone in his career, and uh, looked unlikely like he was going to add to the lap count of 3,499, but um, uh, I'm glad he did, but that at that stage, okay, there was a bit of pit stop timing in you know, it, but he'd had a cracking race, to be fair, so it was... Um, a slight, a slight bit of uh, good timing with pit stops and things like that, but a, a good chunk of it was uh, was very good driving from Vettel as well, until Vettel came into the pits and uh, he also had a, a very slow stop. Didn't hear the radio at the time, but we did uh, did hear his radio after the fact as he crossed the finish line, just to say, don't. Beat yourself up about the pit stop. As long as we learn from it, then it's all fine. So it, it does show the difference between uh, a four-time world champion on the verge of retirement and, uh, and a two-time, slightly more hot-headed world champion at the, uh, the earlier stages of, uh, of his career. I say it, it's not really early stages of his career, is it? It's uh, early stages of his, uh, his life and his time on this planet. I think, in the grand scheme of things. <laughs> Norris was uh, was charging that I think for, we didn't really see too many other drivers apart from Norris for, for what seemed like about five laps he was just just suddenly went off on one I don't know quite what happened with his settings or what had happened to put a rocket up him or behind him um, but yeah it just seemed to be the, uh, the Lando Norris overtaking show for a good couple of laps getting past Sonoda and Zoe in, in fairly short order um, then round, uh, round the outside of Alex Albon into turn one and then knock on a few laps later as well he was uh, he was absolutely on fire at that stage of the race um but meanwhile up front Verstappen had just been nibbling away at, uh, at Hamilton's lead there sort of 6 tenths here 3 tenths here 4 tenths there and you know just just little bits here and there here and there Perez all all the time taking chunks out of Leclerc at, uh, at a slightly quicker pace than that and uh, yeah it was just uh, just building up nicely to uh, to a Verstappen Hamilton fight I don't, I don't think we've actually seen a, a Verstappen Hamilton fight since um, um, i be last year really. I think they they just haven't seemed to uh, to be on the on the same page or the same car performance this year at all at all between them. So it was um yeah good uh, good good anticipation building up to it, seeing uh, how it would end up. You know uh, anyone who thought that oh well the championships all uh, done and dusted on the driver's side, the constructors championships a foregone conclusion. Yeah, the rest of the season's going to be boring and everyone's going to take it easy. Not a chance. It's uh, I think okay well everything's decided. So we've got nothing left to lose so it's gloves off and let's go for it. everybody seems uh, that little bit more motivated oddly mm-hmm. enough after everything's decided or all but decided the gap just came under two seconds then seemed to bob around between 1.4 1.9 whether that's just both of them charging batteries using batteries and, and being a bit tactical with it but it was just bobbing around mm-hmm. that and we weren't quite sure if he was going to hit that that little buffer and not be able to get any closer but Six laps to go. I think the, the gap over the start finish line was 0.4 of a second. The Red Bull in the Mercedes. Um, the Red Bull, I think, over the, over the lap, of course, had the uh, the quicker pace, but the Mercedes just able to make it work where it uh, where it counted to stay in front until in the run up to uh, turn 12, Verstappen with the DRS, but Hamilton certainly didn't give up without a fight. Um, knew he uh, he'd been beaten with a almost triple whammy really of uh, the pace of the Honda engine. Uh, the rebel's Aerodynamics and DRS uh, well actually quadruple whammy and the slipstream um, Verstappen sort of breezing past him so uh, clever racing from Lewis there he knew that uh, that he was done in a straight line so if he covered the the inside all he would do is just give Verstappen a, an easier braking into the corner and, and be able to take the proper line through the corner so he would uh, he tried the switch back and, and hounded Verstappen through the next couple of corners Verstappen flirting with track limits more than just a little bit I think Lewis had hopped on the radio to uh, to mention this to uh, to nobody in particular, or I'm sure thinking the race stewards would be hearing it, but then we saw a couple of warnings flash up for uh, track limit warnings for Lewis as it happened, and then uh, I think they both ended up on a black and white flag or a final warning or whatever else, so I think they were both told to, uh, to be very careful with track limits and... and Pots calling kettles black and things like that, but it, uh, yeah, I think uh, Lewis's tyres towards the end they they just chewed them up a little bit too much. We couldn't uh, couldn't stage a fight back, but we had uh, we had some very good drama towards the end with uh, Vettel and Kevin Magnussen. So I mean, well, Vettel he had a great move around the outside of uh, turn seventeen and eighteen on Elbon anyway, and then uh, a couple of laps later. Up to, uh, up to the back of Kevin Magnussen and, and driving like a man possessed for, uh, for, for the last laps, catching up with Magnussen. And if you haven't seen it yet, just have a look at the onboard of Vettel in the last lap as he, as he crosses the line, closing up on Magnussen and, and how he drives that last lap of the race. It's an absolute qualifying effort. Some of the, the snaps and the car control, he's, um, he's, he's lost none of that. Over the time, and it's and it is going to be a shame to see him go because he's uh, he certainly lost none of that fire when an opportunity presents itself and uh, and he gets a sniff of a good result. He's the the fire is still there and uh, jaw dropping. I think is is the only word for it to to watch that and some really tough racing. Uh, Kevin Magnussen always a, a fairly tough competitor to come up against, but he uh, you know it gave him an Aston Martin plus a fag papers room as Vettel was going round the outside into uh, to seventeen eighteen again, cracking racing between uh, between the two of them. Really, really, really good stuff. Up front Verstappen duly crossed the uh, cross the line to take the win, um by I think it was about five seconds in the end from uh, from Lewis and Leclerc um he managed to hold off the gap to Perez. I thought of a fairly quiet race for Leclerc, to be honest. Just sort of seemed to drive his his own race at his own pace, given the uh, what was going on with the tyres. Perez not able to uh, to catch up and overtake him, so he uh, finished fourth. Russell in fifth having made a, a late pit stop for a fastest lap attempt, which uh, which he duly got. Norris having, uh, having had a great charge all the way up to sixth. And then... I hadn't really spotted this or, or what was going on at this stage. Alonso finished seventh. And, and I just, where the hell did that come from? Only Alonso. The The car had taken off. He'd, he would had a crash with another car which had ripped a few wheels off him. He'd thumped into the barrier fairly hard having taken off and was last by a considerable way. And he finished seventh. I, I I don't know how how on earth he managed to do that. I'm I'm going to have to go back and have a look at uh, look at the lap charts or the onboards or something like that. It's just only Alonso, only Alonso could do that. Just uh, you know the the rather large tattoo I think he's got on his back of a uh, of a samurai of a warrior just just sums that up. Just an absolute dogfighter of a driver. Just I you know. <laughs> No other words really for it. Absolutely stunning to to see that going on in the car in that state. Uh, and he finishes seventh. Who does that? It's it's ridiculous. Um, Vettel in eighth, as uh, as we just mentioned, and Magnussen just behind him in ninth, and uh, Yuki Tsunoda routing out the top ten. Um, just looking a bit further down the list, um Ricardo finishing uh, finishing sixteenth. So not a uh, not a very good uh, good weekend for him, unfortunately. I think he just be didn't seem to have any pace in the race really and couldn't find a strategy that worked for him. Um, whether McLaren just sort of aren't paying that much attention to uh, to how his race is going or not, I'm not too sure really. Um, but not um yeah, not the best for Danny Rick. His performance was uh, was about as enthusiastic as Tim Cook's flag waving, to be fair. Uh, I don't think I've, I've ever seen anybody more upset or, or less interested in waving a flag, to be honest. So, not uh, again, not quite sure they should be uh, letting celebrities do that, or if, if they are going to let celebrities do it, You know, at least make sure they're fans of the sport and, uh, and know what's going on and actually want to do it. You know, I've, I dare say if you've got Tom Cruise or uh, somebody like that who's a big fan of the sport in to do it, he'd, uh, he'd put a bit more energy into it. Um, but uh, no, a, a cracking weekend all in all. I, I always enjoy the uh, the United States uh, Grand Prix. Well, I think yeah, t- yeah. This one we've just had is the United States Grand Prix, as opposed to uh, the couple of others that are in the United States. Uh, this is the United States Grand Prix, and it's uh, and it's always a cracking weekend. And there's uh, it's it's very American and it's very OTT. Um, but to see uh, Shaquille O'Neal roaming around in the bandlac again and, and presenting the trophies, and and I think we've just seen the height difference between him and well, most normal human beings, but Formula One drivers in particular is always entertaining. Um, but a, a cracking weekend outside of of the racing and an absolutely superb weekend on track as well. So thoroughly enjoyable and um, uh, oh. Perez has some fresh power units and bits and pieces and we're off to Mexico next so we shall uh, we shall say I know Max will be keen to push towards uh, breaking a, a few more records this season I think he's now tied on the most wins in a season with uh, Michael Schumacher from 2004, I'd be guessing off the top of my head, and, and Vettel from 2013, I think it was. So he's uh, he's got, I think, four, what have we got, four to go, three to go, something like that. So he's uh, he's going to want to beat the record by at least one, I think. But uh, it's it's Mexico, it's Perez, He's he's got some fresh bits in the back of his car, so it'd be, uh, it'd be lovely to see him get a home win. Um, for the uh, the scenes and the crowd and and the party afterwards, if nothing else. So uh, fingers crossed, Checo can go well next time out in Mexico. And uh, and I think just the uh, the final word uh, for uh, for this time round probably wants to go to. Uh, Red Bull, uh, it was nice to see actually all the the, the off-track politics of cost cap and, and appeals, no appeals and bits and pieces like that just fade away for uh, for a few days. Shame it had to be with the passing of Dietrich Mateschitz, but uh, a fitting tribute to the man that uh, the first weekend after his passing his team wrapped up their... First constructors championship for many a year. I think it's been nine years since they last won it. So obviously, had uh, the drivers last year with Verstappen in slightly contentious circumstances. But to uh, to round out doing the drivers and the constructors this weekend was a uh, a fitting tribute to a man who will be dearly missed in uh, both inside and outside the world of Formula One. <music> All that's left to me is to, uh, to say thank you very much for listening to my ramblings. Do have a look at UK Motor Talk on all the socials. We're on YouTube, we're on Twitter, we're on Instagram. Have a look on there. Be safe wherever you are in the world. And uh, we'll catch up with you uh, in, well, we've got Mexico in just a few days as it happens. So I'll, uh, I'll catch up with you very early next week. In the meantime, take care. Bye for now. UK Motor Talk, a First Take Media production.